Yes. The journey of recovery. (laughs) Where to begin? How to get into that new habit? Welcome again to another episode of the 1% in Recovery podcast, where we say recovery is beautiful. You cannot outthink an emotional issue, and your EQ is your IQ. How does it all begin? It begins with using metrics, the recovery growth scorecard, getting all those natural hormones, dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, oxytocin, get your brain rewired, get you moving in the right direction. Also, book a free 15-minute call with yours truly, Hugo V., to ask a question about recovery, the steps, relationships. The scorecard is free. 15-minute call is free. Go to the website, www.lifeiswonderful.love, L-O-V-E, or email me, Hugo V, at lifeiswonderful.love. That is how you begin this wonderful, wonderful journey, the journey of recovery. You begin wherever you start. And that is the beauty of any types of journey. It does not depend on your age, your status, whether you have money, no money. All it begins is like they say, take that first step. You put one foot in front of the other and you start moving across the floor or you start going on this journey. Now, the journey of recovery can be a little bit confusing the way it's usually presented. And that's why I love to simplify things. I love to make things digestible, something that you can just grab, (laughs) grab and just take a hold of, because that is the way to move forward. You do not end bad habits. You change bad habits. You have to get habits that really will push you to the life you truly want. If you're doing things that are self-destructive, you're never, never going to live the life you want, have peace, and have the type of lifestyle and people around you that really elevate you, that push you. That is why it is critical in the beginning to have hope. Hope that everything can get better. Because in the end, if you don't have hope, you really don't have that basis. And you may, in the beginning, not have much hope. But you got to just know that the old way of life is not getting you anywhere. (laughs) The old way of life has to change. So you have to begin with some type of hope. Now, you may not know who to listen to, what to do first, because that usually trips people up. And I'm like, start with something small. Like, number one, stop lying for today. Do something that feels accomplished. You know, they do this in the military, and a lot of people say, when you get up, make your bed. At least you know that you've accomplished one thing. It's like an easy win. Won't take you very long to make your bed. Brush your teeth. Do something part of your morning routine. For me, it's praying on my knees, and it's also reading for at least 15 minutes 
that was gets me going in my early morning. That's what I know that I can handle quickly, no matter what day has in front of me. You've got to get into other people do workouts. Some people have that morning coffee. They walk the dog. Something of that to almost start to get that brain working in a way that's really productive. Not to wake up and automatically take a smoke, take a drink, start looking at lines if you're gambling. That's always going to then take you down this road. How you start a day, how you end a day, what you do in the middle is very, very important. So you have to begin that journey. And I always say, okay, after hope, it's really got to start getting honest. And that's why it's, you can't, if you're, if you're an addict, if you're a gambler or drunk, you're lying. You're always lying mainly to yourself. And that's why it's so important to start looking at your life. How truthful are you? Are you living the life that you truly want? That is what I mean by honesty. If you're not living the life that you want, then you're not being honest with yourself. And then other people don't know who you are. And so you begin like that with hope, honesty, and small changes. Hey, can I get to the meeting? Can I get to the gym? Am I going to just get to work every day, not be late, be active, be present in your job, be present in your relationship, listen to your family members, to the people that love you, people that you live with, people that are close to, and be there, and then support them, and they'll support you. I moved to Texas when I was 10 years old, and there was this country singer named Tom T. Hall. And he had a lot of these kind of songs where he's almost, he's singing, but he's very clear on all his lyrics. He had this one song called I Love. And it starts off, let me, I'll read, I'll say the first line. I love baby ducks. I love old pickup trucks. I love slow moving trains. And then his refrain throughout the song is, and I love you too. It's one of these songs that we should almost rewrite in our own way. If you journal, write down the things you love. Do people truly know what you love? Now, if you're talking about me, people know ahead of time different things that I love. I love recovery. I love the steps. I love going to the gym. I love reading. I love shooting hoops. I love when my cats want to lay next to me and cuddle. And one other thing that is so important, I love going on food adventures, whether it's with other people sharing a meal, like I did this past Thursday, went to an Argentine steakhouse and we had the parilla, which is like a different types of cuts of meat on a grill. Also would hang out, you know, just, you know, supporting my alma maters, watching either football or baseball. Depends on, you know, who my my favorite teams are like the Houston Astros, UT. But being around friends, being around people that I truly love. But I guess that food adventure, people know that I'm always on the lookout for something delicious and tasty to 
kind of give my palate that extra oomph. <laughs> but you got to be able to write down everything that you love because that is how you're going to get through recovery. And you're going to be on this journey because if you're not enjoying life, like I say, laugh every day, work hard every day, love unconditionally. You know, that is what, when I talked about like in episode two, how to get this whole thing about recovery, there is a system. I call it my recovery freedom circle, where you talk, deal with the recovery growth scorecard, where you're also dealing with a course on character. You're dealing with coaching. You're dealing with the 12 steps explained. All of this to save you time to save you money. And you can start by doing things that are pretty easy because when you start getting motivated and start getting these wins, that's what propels you. That's why we celebrate 30 days in recovery. We celebrate 60 days. You got to keep moving and getting getting excited. Like we all can get complacent in our life, whether it's with a relationship, a job, a business, recovery, But each day, we need to be really looking at what is our next thing that we want to accomplish. (laughs) What is the next thing that really can bring us joy? That is really how you stay on the road of recovery. And there is never even a thought of relapse or there's a thought of going back to the personality of an addict. Because that is actually even worse than relapsing. Just going back to being a jerk, going back to lying, to being secretive, to being non-communicative about your feelings or your desires or your wants or your needs, because that is true recovery, being just open, vulnerable, letting people say what they want to you and understanding that it might be their opinion. It might be their observation. It might be their point of view. But deep down, you know who you are. You love yourself. You know you're on the right track. And it is always good to get feedback because feedback will always help us improve, improve whatever area of life that we're trying to improve, whatever you truly want. So get on this road of recovery. And that way, you get to live your best life. So laugh, work hard, and especially love. And be always able to say, I love you too. I love you too. (laughs) With that, we'll end this episode of the 1% in Recovery Podcast.